Hello, everyone. We are so excited to bring to you our wind down series. And we love this one because we get different perspectives from different people. And while it's a great episode, we it's our wine down. So Morgan, what's our wine? Well, we're tasting Girard Sancerre from the Philippe Girard Vineyards in France. By the way, a quick disclaimer, we had two special guests at the beginning. We lost one due to technical difficulties, but the episode is still fantastic. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. This is the place where high achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights, learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stansel and Merce Tariq. Hello, everyone. We are so excited to bring to you our wind down series. And we love this one because we get different perspectives from different people. And while it's a great episode, we it's our wind down. So Morgan, what's our wine? Well, we're tasting Girard Sancerre from the Philippe Girard Vineyards in France. By the way, a quick disclaimer, we had two special guests at the beginning. We lost one due to technical difficulties, but the episode is still fantastic. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our special monthly wind down podcast episode. We always look forward to this one, and we look forward to the fact of the having a special guest on this show. Uh, the reason why we like this show is because we are able to get different perspectives. Um, we, we talk a little bit about the shows that we've already done, but we really get like insights from, from individuals that are, in all essence, uh, our clients or individuals that are retired or getting close to retirement. And we get a little different feel just having this kind of conversation. So today, in addition to having Merce and Morgan on our uh, podcast, as we normally do, uh, we actually have two very special guests. We have Lynn Sr. And uh, we have Fran Martin. And so we're going to introduce you to those and just into those two individuals here in just a moment. But before we do, because this is called wind down, uh, what we have is, is we have uh, Morgan, who is going to help us to appreciate what our wine is, because uh, that's probably the most important part of this whole thing is the wine. So Morgan, could you tell us what we're all sampling today? Sure. So uh, I'll share it with you. This is uh, the wine that we're tasting this afternoon is a 2019 Girard Sancerre from the Philippe Girard Vineyard situated in the Loire Valley of France. Uh, Sancerre is a savory Sauvignon Blanc from the town of Sancerre and has been in production since the French Revolution, but has only been bottled for sale since the 1960s. So I thought that was interesting. Mm -hmm. And the area in general is known for the clay and chalky limestone soils. And also Sauvignon Blanc has been called the drink of the true French countrymen. Very nice. I know. So um, little what's history, your, what's your, little geography. What's your opinion of the wine there, Fran and Lynn? What do you like it? Is this like a, a good one? You you can be honest, by the way. I'm liking it. <laughs> yeah, I really like it. I'm a real rural Sancerre fan, and this one is very lovely. 
Huh. Oh, nice. I'll let you know where I got it from. <laughs> me, me personally, I'm, I'm more of a red wine guy, but I, I think, you know, I think this is pretty smooth as well. Um, and I would probably repurchase. I, I would like to say this for full disclosure. Um, uh, if you're listening to this episode, you know, it comes out at eight o'clock in the morning. I just want it to be known that we are having our sip of wine after the market has closed and everything is done. Like, so this is a late afternoon wine tasting. We are not doing this at eight o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's just, uh, let's just get to know our guest here for just a second. So let's start with um, uh, Fran, Fran Martin. So Fran, could you just give us a little bit of a background? I know you're here in Raleigh, so uh, you live here. Could you just tell us a little bit about your where you are right now in life and what's going on? Sure. Well, I am, I guess, officially retired from full-time corporate work, which was in the healthcare industry for many, de many decades. But uh, I feel like I'm busier than ever with uh, three full-time jobs. I'm trying to continue some healthcare consulting, but I have um, elderly parents. My dad is 95 today. Oh, very uh, good. And uh, my mom is 93. And then I have three grandkids uh, that, and we try to help our, our, our daughter as well. So uh, like I said, I thought it would be a little bit slower, but it seems to be three, three full-time jobs, but uh, keeping me busy and happy. So all good. Well, and, very and good. Then and then Dale. And then Dale. Yes. <laughs> and for anybody who doesn't know, Dale's the husband. So yeah, she's having to take care. My hubby. Yes. He's yeah. retired. He retired. He's younger than me and he retired before me. Oh, <laughs> very good. So now we've got Lynn Sr. And Lynn, could you tell us a little bit about where you are in life right now? So um, in a slightly unexpected position, um, I um, retired from an agricultural company. Um, I guess it's been about two years. Uh, the intent was to go back as a consultant, which I did for about a year. Um, but with COVID-19, um, I was a subject of a layoff. So um, I have been keeping pretty busy um, with my granddaughter and her kindergarten online teaching. Um, so I'm helping out my, my kids there because they're both trying to work full time from home. And uh, so I take my granddaughter about three days a week and, and do her online teaching. So I'm a little bit of a teacher assistant on top of everything else. Well, very nice. Well, thank you. We appreciate you guys uh, being with us today and uh, helping us taste this wine and, this, and and help us do our wine down. And really the purpose of this, and we appreciate you coming on, is to kind of talk a little bit. We're going to let it go open wherever we want to go, but we had three episodes that we really wanted to talk about. And, the, and it's the interview episodes. Merce and I do an episode on Wednesdays that is not interview oriented. It's much more what we call the retirement in action. And we're happy to talk about anything that you heard over the course of the month. But let's just start with our first episode. And then, well, like I said, anywhere you want to go, but our first episode was, was an interview with an analyst. His name was Jack Rudiman. And we talked a little bit about money management and how to deal with risk and what's going on in the market. And obviously things that are happening in the world right now. Is there anything at all that you heard that, I don't know, was good, bad, alarming, anything at all that you felt was worthy of a question, anything at all? And there's nothing, there's no big deal. We can move on. But is there anything at all that you thought about when you heard that? And by the way, just feel free to speak up. There's no interrupting. If you interrupt somebody, just interrupt. Anything that you had off of that? 
I just had a reaffirmation of the pies. I mean, I've gone through all of the decades of different types of financial advisors and the pie and that uh, you should keep after your pie. But I think that uh, what, what I liked out of it is sort of jogged my, uh, you know, made me want to talk to my kids more about uh, how they should look at their financials and, and manage their money and really provide some of that insight to them that you really don't get in school and you usually don't get from your parents, or at least in my, from my generation of parents, you sort of had to figure it out on your own. So, so that was very interesting to me. Yeah. You know, one of the things about that episode for me is it just kind of helped me to kind of go back in my own memory as far as, um, you know, I used to, you know, when you, you get trained in this industry, you're trained to do asset allocation, you're trained to, um, you know, diversify, you're not trained to be an active manager. And so it brought me back and just helped me to come back through that. I mean, we've been doing it for so long now, I don't really remember that. But at the same token, it's like, that's the way things were. And I think that's the vast majority of financial advisors, they just do that. And that's all they were ever trained, they weren't trained to have a sell side discipline. And so I, I appreciate kind of taking myself back through that. What we had there was, is uh, Lynn was basically talking about the fact that you know, in her 401k, what she had was, is this asset allocation. That's all you can do in a, by the way, in a 401k. Yeah. 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 I can speak to that. You know, you know, you, you get a job with whatever company and hopefully they have a 401k that you can get into and you're very limited in what you can do. And that's where the whole concept of asset allocation really come from. That's what Jack talked about in the episode of no more pies. He's looking at the pie saying that's an asset allocation. You've got certain slices in certain places of the market and you know you're you're kind of just assume that that's the way that you're going to invest because that's how your 401k works um but you know there's other options out there and i i think what lynn was getting to is well you know there's a point at which you can actually switch over to some type of different strategy which is the active management that's the whole conversation that we had in the episode if you haven't uh, listened to it yet we basically talked about the difference between asset allocation buy and hold um, you know, buy a stock and just hold it for 20, 30, 40 years and you'll make some money uh, versus, you know, actively managing your portfolio and the benefits of that, especially for somebody that is like Lynn or Fran, which is close to retirement or already retired. Um, so, yeah, I mean, even I've, I've known Jack for a very long time and I got a lot out of just re having listening to him and his story and why it all made sense to him years ago. So, you know, I'm relatively young in the business. When I say that I'm 10 years in the business and it's still, you know, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So our next episode was on Medicare. And uh, I, I, you know, one thing I got out of that one uh, is I've been in this business now for 20 years. And when you start going through A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, I mean, you just start going down this line and I was like, oh my goodness, it just, it's just stressful to think about it. And it's, and I always used to say, you know, people would say, why is it that, that the IRS or the government said you have to be 59 and a half or 70 and a half. And I said, in my mind, I think about this group of people sitting around a table and basically what they're doing is saying, let's make it the most complicated thing we could ever make. <laughs> and I think that's what we have here with Medicare. And so, uh, Morgan, I know you had a couple of things that you had on that with Medicare. I did. I haven't never really dove, dived very deep into the whole Medicare world. It hasn't 
you know, presented itself to me yet. But uh, when she was talking about the Medicare Advantage versus the Medigap and how uh, the Medicare Advantage remains the same regardless of your age, I thought that that was some very interesting information, something I, I wouldn't have figured before. Um, but also just how helpful that she is, what a resource that Lorraine really was and, and how she truly obviously enjoys what she does. Yeah. Did you have anything on that, Fran? Did all the, from yeah. the episode? Yes. Well, I wish that the episode would have been in July because I just turned 65 in September. So I've been on this journey in this three month window before you turn 65 and after you turn 65 to figure out what kind of care Medicare coverage you're going to get. And and the, not only is the Medicare A, B, C, D, E, F, G confusing, <laughs> but the plans are called A, B, C, D, E, F, G yeah. as well. <laughs> so, uh, so I wish I would have uh, learned about Lorraine uh, about three months ago. I've been down that journey and have made my pick. And uh, what I will probably try to do is maybe try to follow up with her because I'm still struggling with the um, Part D, which is the prescription plan. Um, if you're fortunate enough to not take very many prescriptions, your premium in some of these plans is more than you would pay if you just... Uh, didn't have any coverage at all with the good RX coupons and everything that are out there. So, um, but you have to pick things so, so, or you don't, or you get penalized. So, so that was one thing that I was uh, thinking, I'm trying to get some more information and we'll probably try to follow up with her on and see if, if she has any recommendations around that. Yeah. Yeah. So Fran, that, that's interesting because you just, you recently did all that. And I know the, the studious person that you are, you probably did a lot of research, you and Dale together. Um, but so what was your overall experience with the whole signing up for Medicare and everything like that? For anyone that's listening that may be in that position this year or next year, you know, what, I guess your overall experience or maybe what to expect for someone that's getting close to that. Um, my overall experience is there's, the information is out there. So the Medicare site is pretty good but it is really complicated and you almost have to read it like three or four times. You can't digest it all at one time. So you go, go read it, then come back and then, oh, okay, I didn't miss that part. So now I have another piece of the nugget, you know? So, so, so the information is there, um, but a lot of the different companies like the Humanas and the Blue Cross Blue Shields also do some uh, podcasts, uh, Medicare 101, and you can get additional information and then there's all these brokers out there like Lorraine, um, uh, some of them with particular plans that you, you can, uh, that will, will call you and you can get information from. Uh, so, so my experience with the Medicare and the information, it's complicated, but it is available there. I will say the Social Security uh, uh, Raleigh office was very helpful. Their, all of their paperwork uh, uh, sort of lags behind. So I make a phone call because I got this paperwork and they say, oh, don't worry about that. And they fix, it'll be fixed. And then the, the next thing I get is not fixed yet. So I call them again and they say, they look and they have it all in their, in their system, but everything sort of lags behind. And it takes probably, that's why they have the six months window, I think, because it just takes that long for all of the different complexities between social security and Medicare to sort of um, to gel and get together. And I will say that Dale didn't do anything. He said he's younger than me and he was waiting for me <laughs> to figure it out so I could tell him what to do when he turns 65. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing that. I mean, you know, it's always good to hear someone else's perspective that went through it. Um, Raiden and I, and we can bring in a person like Lorraine, but, you know, we, we haven't gone through it ourselves. So it's always here to, it's nice to hear someone's personal experience. 
I, I will say that um, it, I would encourage people to use someone like Lorraine. You, you get like every day when you're, as you're approaching 65, you get stuff in the mail. And I must have gotten, I don't know, 50 different flyers from different people and brokers and all that kind of stuff. So I, I think that, and I didn't know, you know, what the relationships were or who these people were. So I, I, I think it's a great thing to have someone recommended like Lorraine that can help you navigate. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Cause I mean, it, even for somebody like us who does this for a living, I mean, it's still complicated. Um, and so we appreciate all that feedback. I hope that you are enjoying the show. By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, get started today by requesting your complimentary video course, Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out. All right. The final one before we actually get into maybe some uh, just general questions is the one on taxes. And I will tell you that the biggest question Merce and I get uh, when it comes to somebody who's getting close to or already in retirement is, how do I deal with this whole tax situation in retirement? And that's a really big one because if we don't think about taxes, it can make a massive difference in how long money lasts or at least how much we have at the end of the day and uh, or how our kids get hit or whatever that may be. And unfortunately, the game is not fair, meaning we could have one plan today and we might have another plan in 2021. Uh, and so you kind of are moving and navigating this whole situation of taxes. Um, and, and, you know, there's no way that we could do an interview with somebody. We did it with Tom Turner. There's no way we could do an interview in 30 minutes or 40 minutes or whatever and hit all those topics. The, I think the thing I get out of that is it's a moving thing. It's a living thing. We have to make sure that we're going to look at tax planning as an every year basis. I think that is extremely important. And I know, Fran, we've had conversations around different topics on taxes and that kind of thing, uh, but I'm just going to throw it back to you. Was anything out of that that you got that you felt was beneficial, helpful, thoughtful? Well, I got a lot out of that because uh, taxes are Dale's job. So okay. I don't, <laughs> so, so I learned a lot um, uh, from the, uh, you know, how you have to manage and how much of your social security is going to be taxed and how you want to balance that to the whole myth about selling your house and what you're going to be taxed. So I found it really interesting because for that's been, you know, as you have separation of duties in, as in your married life, he always took care of that and he, and uh, did all that. And I really never delved into it. So it, I found it to be, extremely informative. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, taxes is, is a tough one because, you know, you got to pay them and um, it's, it's like a, a decision of, well, do I want to learn? Do I want to study everything there is to know about taxes to do it myself or feel good enough to file in myself? Or do I want to just hand it off to someone else? And, you know, I personally, I don't do my taxes myself and I'm in this world because there's just so much to keep up with. I think yeah. my, my personal opinion is I would rather just, you know, be good at what I do and hand it off to someone that's good at what they do, which is a CPA typically. Um, and I know Raiden doesn't do his taxes either. So it, it's it's kind of that. I paid my taxes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Clarification. This is I, I actually pay all of my taxes. Well, when I say Dale does the taxes, he gets somebody to do them. He knows all of the ins and outs, but we don't do our own taxes either. We have we yeah. have a CPA that does them. We did for so long until kids came along and houses came along and it just started getting too complicated for us to handle and, and we felt like we were missing things. And so by turning to an expert, we just felt so much better each year. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, and I have my own business now and I'm retired too. So yeah, the, the tax uh, CPA that we use is really helping to, uh, how, do, how can I uh, invest for, invest and take some of that money and put it into retirement and MERS helped me out with that uh, so that we can sort of uh, limit, eliminate uh, some, tax, some taxes on, on money that we're making going forward. Yeah, and I think that's a huge point there. Um, you know, the, just the, things that you don't know, whereas a CPA could be like, oh, you could save some money here by throwing some money into this bucket uh, can make a yeah. huge difference. And TurboTax and those softwares out there, they're fantastic if you know how to utilize them and if you know what you're looking for. And uh, so, you know, I, I, I'm all about using a CPA. I think it makes a lot of sense unless you just are that type of person, that mentality that can just figure it out yourselves and that's how you want to do it which is fine too. My dad, all of my life that I you know, have known what a tax was, he's been doing them himself for, for, for the family and also for his company. And, but he enjoys that. He really enjoys the numbers and, and he enjoys, you know, the idea of the fact that he saved some money because he did this with the taxes. Um, I just don't have that drive. Yeah. <laughs> with, with Tom and his team personally, I mean, we wouldn't have known or wouldn't have paid attention with everything going on right now to the tax credit for families uh, or for families with children right now. Yeah. Just today they called and they're like, yeah, make sure you get that in. It's due today. But I mean, stuff we wouldn't have paid attention to or even notice. So it's, it's super helpful to have them on the side throughout the whole year. Yeah. So, we, you know, we've talked about these episodes and I, uh, you know, think it's good for us to do a little recap, but I, I have a question and I don't mean to put you on the spot here, Fran, but you are a guest. And, um, and, and also it seems like we've lost Lynn. So you're our only guest at yeah, this point. Yeah, yeah. So, so here, here's the thing. And I asked this last time and, uh, you know, I'm just curious, you know, I know what I would say, but you know, if I know you've got children, you got grandchildren. So if you're talking and you were having a conversation with the 20 year old, either you or your child or your grandchild, and you're having that conversation. When you think back on it, what do you wish you would have done in your early 20s? If you know what you know today, that you might do a little bit different based on where you are. Like what, I mean, I know you've, you've had a really good successful career and all those kind of things. So those are all good, but if you could tweak it at all, what would you do different? Well, what I would do different, um, I'll tell you what I'll do the same, I guess, and tell them first that, you know, you never think you're ever going to pay off your house or, you know, be financially stable or anything like that when you're 20 and you're trying, you're just scraping through and, and you hear, it'll just keep saving, keep working, it'll all work out and it does. So, so that I would still uh, have as my recommendation to the 20 year old. But what I would do differently is when we go back to that corporate 401k, you know, and, and, uh, you know, my, my uh, son-in-law works for Duke, Duke uh, uh, Energy, and, you know, I'm, I'm sure they're saving and all that kind of stuff, but you sort of get 
you in that pie mentality and you don't go in and you, you you worry about the match right but you really don't worry about how to manage that so i would just my advice would be to really pay attention to that because it really makes a difference what you do early on to how you accrue um, uh, financial wealth going forward. And, and, uh, we, we didn't do that going, going forward. And, and, and I think especially in a volatile, I mean, I lived through black, black Monday in 87 and, uh, whatever in 2000 and whatever. So, so, and my 401k went, (laughs) (laughs) so all those listening, she basically was motioning up and down, up and down, up and down. (laughs) So, so if I would have been more in tune with uh, wealth management and, and, then watching things and, and managing the money, uh, maybe I'd be in a different spot. Uh, today. So you can still work hard and have more at the end of the day. That would be my advice. Very good. Well, that's great. Great advice. I got one more for you. You know, one of the things that we talk about, we, we, we are right now in the process. We've went through a program. I went through a program a few years ago and basically it was talking about transition. And the transition idea was when somebody goes from a work life to a non-work life, uh, that's a big, that's a big transition. Because you go for decades making money and all of a sudden one day you go from making money to now you're going to, and saving, by the way, I save money and I make money. And now all of a sudden I got this money that I saved and you're going to transition into this environment of pulling money back out. And it can be quite emotional. And I know that you've kind of moved into this idea of, of retirement from your, from your career. And you've got this, this other, you know, side business thing that you're doing, but let me ask you, how's it been for you making that transition uh, from, from a, from a corporate type setting to now, you know, you kind of are self-employed, but you're really also semi-retired. I mean, how's that been for you? What's your experience been like? Um, my experience has been good. I, I think actually COVID though has sort of, you know, ease that you you have to you're home now right and it's right. everything's virtual so in if there's going to be maybe a positive out of it it sort of helped in that uh you know you, you can't you don't go to work you're not on an airplane you're not you know so so that sort of uh helped me uh transition into that um and i think like i said i'm busier than ever yeah um and it's just a different busy and what I wanted to do, my goal was that I would be able to manage my own schedule. So nobody would be telling me that we're having an eight o'clock meeting tomorrow morning and I have no control over that. So I have control over when I'm going to have my you know, schedule and my time um, and I can make it to, to what I need to have family commitments without any kind of prejudgment on that. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, and I've also, and my other goal is, which I haven't been able to do because of COVID is I want to go on vacation without a computer uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or where there's no Wi-Fi. And right, I can right. just, <laughs> well, that would be awesome. We can't so wait. The for tran- you. Yeah. The transition has been pretty good. I thought it would be a lot more difficult. Um, but again, I think people think of retirement, well, the 30 year old thinks, oh, you're retired, you're not doing anything. And, and that to me, that's not what retirement is. Retirement is, is doing things on your own terms. Yep. That's it. Yeah. I, yeah. And like you said, retirement. and like you said, Dale, Dale retired a couple of years earlier than you. So he's like, oh, I've already figured this out for you, Fran. <laughs> you know, we're going to be okay. Don't worry about it. I'm sure. Um, 
but no, you know, I, I think about it and I'm, I'm, I still have many working years ahead of me, but uh, you know, even with money coming in the door, you know, even for me to dip into a savings account for a certain purchase or whatever it is that hurts. So I couldn't even imagine, you know, fast forward when I'm in my retirement ages, whenever that is, you know, and no money coming in the door and now also having to dip into savings to live. Well, that's something that is, I think, you know, it's definitely going to be a mind shift and it will take a while to get used to right now. You've, you still have some money coming in the door with your consulting work, but eventually that'll stop unless, unless you're, you know, working until you're going to kick the bucket. I don't know. That's, uh, that's <laughs> I don't know. I, it has been good to have this transition because the, the paycheck is a nice thing to have. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and uh, so you, that you do miss that, but having a, have, doing something that's bringing something in and, and hopefully by the time you're retiring, you're at the point where you don't have a lot of expenses, um, you know, loans, uh, mortgages, mortgages, those kind of types of things, and so you can manage with less coming in on a on a daily, right. you know, on a daily or yearly basis. And I think that helps uh, to transition to the point where eventually, in you know, most of my friends that are that are older, I mean, most of them are totally retiring, like seventy five. You know, okay. you know, they're really pushing it out more. So yeah. Well, very good. Well, Fran, we do appreciate very much you coming on and and having this little conversation with us and having a glass of wine with us. It was certainly makes for a nice afternoon. Unfortunately, we did lose Lynn and, uh, and you had to carry this, you know, as our, our lone guest and you did such a fantastic job of answering our questions. So thank you for (laughs) standing up to the pressure. We, I know, I know this for a fact that what you have said is very, very beneficial. And I think that there's a, that the reason why we do this wind down is that we want people to hear from other people. And we believe that that venue is extremely important for people that are in retirement that made that transition, people that are making that transition. It's so important for them to be able to hear it and to, and to know that, Hey, it, it happened and it's possible. And it's fine and it's good and it, and it, and it works. And so we do appreciate you being able to share that. So thank you so much for coming on with us today. You're quite welcome. Thank you. And the wine was spectacular. (laughs) Everyone have a great day. All right, everyone that wraps up today's episode of the secure your retirement podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. Also, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information. Always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.